Hello, and welcome to the Roving Social Worker Podcast. My name is Jay, and I will be your roving social worker. I don't listen to podcasts often. Maybe I should admit that on my podcast, but the reality is I like music. When I have time to listen to something, I listen to music because listening to music and being able to drift off into the cloud of my own thoughts is a part of my self-care routine. It's how I disconnect from the reality of my work or stress. I listen to music in the car or at the gym, sometimes in the morning when I first wake up and I'm just not ready to face the day. It allows me a space in the fantasy part of my mind for at least a few minutes until the next track starts. When I'm not listening to music, I'm reading, I'm writing, I'm working, and sometimes I have the distinct pleasure of being able to sleep. But the reality is, I am a mother to a toddler and a grad student who works full-time. I bring this up because the few times I've tuned into a podcast, it was usually by accident, but the content has always had a profound effect on me. I first found the Social Work Podcast because I was looking up information on the Code of Ethics updates. At the time, I was in clinical supervision for my LCSW, and that supervisor expected me to explain to them the new changes. Don't worry, I do know the difference between good supervision and bad supervision, but that's for another day, and that's totally another podcast. Another podcast I stumbled upon was about therapy and trauma. I assume I had googled something with trauma in the phrase, and there it was. It was during that session that the guest for the episode mentioned making clinical mistakes every day. While I know this to be true, it was somewhat of a relief to have a well-known professional acknowledge it. Social workers make mistakes. Big, little, and medium mistakes. So, while I hesitate to admit it, Uh, I fucked up. With a little F, though, because I caught it before it became a licensing issue. You see, I have three active social work licenses. Three different states, three different licensing boards, similar rules, similar CEU requirements, but all just a little different. One of those licenses I've never actually used. The other one... I was always under supervision because I was in a mental health agency providing counseling. I am a LMSW, an LSW, a LGSW. If I got it together, I'd also be an LCSW in another state. And no, that's not an independent license there either. But licensing can be tricky. Licensing is expensive and it's time consuming depending on the state. Also, my fingerprints do not ink well. When I got my most recent license, I neglected to read the part of the licensing board statutes that stated I need supervision for the first two years regardless of the license type I held. Everyone in that state, from a BSW to an MSW, had to have two years of supervision, not not just those on the track going for independent licensure. That was new to me, but ignorance is an excuse, and in this case, it certainly wasn't bliss. Luckily, another social worker at my facility mentioned this to me the first week I was there, and via LinkedIn, yeah, that's an actual usable social media resource. I found an awesome clinical supervisor who was flexible and intelligent. 
This, friends and listeners, is one of the challenges to travel work. While I may be versed more so in some licensing processes for some states, it's very easy to overlook fine details, especially when you're trying to pack everything into a couple of weeks to start your next assignment. It's not an excuse. I take full responsibility. And I'll admit it. So, for those of you interested in travel work, learn from me. For those of you who are just interested in what I do, learn from me. Until next time, friends and travelers, this ends today's segment of the Roving Social Worker podcast. Travel well and keep on traveling.